Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Grand Iron Blitz, uh, three three four in the house. Oscar Lopez alongside Nate Ward, and we're going to be talking everything NFL. We're going to be talking college football. We're going to dive into this uh, IWFA intense eight on eight concept with Terrence Haywood coming up here in a couple minutes. We're also going to be diving into uh, Finland week uh, in the Maple League plus Division One. Uh, on top of everything else. Uh, news that's happening, including the anticipation of the Swedish uh, league starting up on August 29th, including Great Iron Queensland announcement of only having two teams of 11th now that that's going to happen. So let's dive into it right now with uh, ex-league insider Nate Ward in the house. Uh, Nate, what's going on? Yeah, how we doing, Oscar? We're doing great, man. A um, lot of a lot of news uh, that just came up this week, so. We're going to dive into the women's game here. Normally we, you know, wait up to the uh, last uh, portion of the hour, but we got to just dive in. So so much excitement happening right now. So um, WFLA uh, announces virtual combines September 13th. They also announced a new team in Chicago, the Chicago Storm. Uh, and so if you're interested in Chicago, you need to send stats and videos at info at Chicago Storms. Dot com. That's with an S, not a ChicagoStorms.com. Then you have the San Francisco Sharks. Uh, apparently, that's going to be a team in San Francisco. Um, you uh, info at FriscoSharks.com. Miami Jewels, info at MiamiJewelsWFLA.com. If you need any of that information, you go to Instagram at WFLA Football, and it's on their gallery there. You can get that there on top of the WFLA weekend that's going to come up here on October 17th to the 19th. So um, the other big announcement today, LA Fames announced uh, UK sensation BAFA national team member, uh, and that would be uh, from Leeds, the Carnegie Chargers, little uh, Jay Bush, who's going to be the quarterback of the LA Fames. So that was kind of a, a shocking news. We'll see how Bush does in Los Angeles. And then her uh, teammate, Sydney Green, uh, over in Phoenix. So, uh, interesting. Uh, we're going to have like a Brit, uh, Brit rivalry right off the bat uh, once it gets going there, uh, Nate. When it gets going. That is the key words right there, when. Um, yeah, no, it'll be interesting. Um, I think the only thing that was uh, that stood out to me was as soon as I heard you say there was a new Chicago team, I went and looked it up and, that is a sad, sad team logo. I'm gonna be honest on that. That could have been so much of the um, the the teams, the players, the uh, like you said, the rivalries, the headbutting. We're gonna we're gonna see early on. I just you know I, I really hope for the best. I'm personally, I'm still not convinced yet. I'm sorry, I'm not. <laughs> well, you and others. Right. Uh, that's why we brought Brandon Shelby in here to kind of give us an idea of what they're planning to do and what's in right. the concept. Um, so if you follow uh, WFLA football on Instagram, uh, you got she live every day at about three o'clock. You can get the lowdown of what's happening in the league. Uh, they're still working on broadcasters. They're still working on documentaries. Uh, they're working on a lot of projects outside of the football realm. Um, we talked to Brandon Shelby and he said, obviously the football side of things, what's going to start kicking up into gear. And we're looking at uh, a couple things happening now in Miami, Chicago, uh, San Francisco, as an addition, including the other teams that are, had been announced originally, which is Vegas, uh, Los Angeles, uh, Birmingham, and all the others. So there's a, there's a phase going into this uh, fall, I'm assuming, because come January, as we talked about in the past, things got to get rolling in terms of a football mentality, in terms of operations and, trying to get, you know, camps, mini camps, everything going, if, if this is going to be a real uh, situation coming in May 5th, 2021, which is the launch date. Right, and that's the key thing there. I think you kind of, you, 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 um, you mentioned how they have a, 
they have a little thing every day. And that's, I mean, that's cool and all. You have a way to keep connected with your, your fans, and I appreciate their effort on that. But we're at a point where the talking and the constant having a live video every other day or whatever they do, they need to break away from that and focus on the business end and the football end. Because, uh, honestly, the talking can only be so much. There needs to start, we need to start seeing action, uh, training videos, all that kind of stuff happening to make this more convincing and more visible is the word I would use, more visible evidence that they are pushing forward. I have no doubt that they are prepping. I just would like to see more of that preparation instead of um, Lupe Rose and whoever she chooses to talk to every day. You know, I'd like, I'd like to see more effort put into showing the, the fans and the potential fan base of all these cities what is actually fully going on and not just like a still photo now and again, actual video footage. Because, um, I mean, I'm not saying I don't have faith. I just I'd like to see more evidence of the push that we talked about a while back and with the interviews that we've had. So. Yeah, and, and that's the reason I, uh, reason I wanted to, you know, bring in Brandon Shelby in because he was the one that was trying to clarify with us what's going to happen. So there's a lot of things right. still to happen, in other words, because to his point, we still have uh, the LOIs that need to be, uh, you know, transformed into regular contracts. We don't know what that's going to look like, more likely in March mm-hmm. or something like that, or February, right? We're talking late January, February. Because if you're going to launch a pro league, you know, everything has to be dialed and, and dotted on the line and inked and everything else by at least the middle of January or February, right? So everybody understands where they stand, if they're getting a right. salary, what the salary is going to be, um, you know, just things like normally the uh, XFL uh, did this year, right? So if you're going to be a pro league, mm-hmm. you've got to get mm-hmm. all this stuff done on top of the football side. And then we don't even know right. if any of these players are going to get unionized by anybody. You know, they might have their own lawyers. Uh, you know, once you go into real money uh, where it's a structure, uh, there's a lot of intangibles behind it. People get represented by different people, right? There's negotiations in place. All these things are going to just hit you right at the door. And the WFLA, I'm hoping, will understand that because they're going to have complex uh, things happening as they grow. So then, and we'll probably get an opportunity to talk to Brandon Shelby as we invited it back probably in February, just to give us a better picture of what's going to look like in terms of what's happening with the league 90 days out before kickoff. So we'll get a better idea of exactly where everybody stands um, and on all that good stuff that happens with the leagues and stuff like that. So we're still a ways out, uh, but uh, new announcements here, go to WFLA uh, on Instagram, WFLA football, get the details there if you want to be part of, any team in Chicago, San Francisco, or the Miami Jewels team there. Um, the other thing that happened was IWFA action in Texas, Nate. Uh, we uh, not surprised, I guess. We're not surprised. Legacy blows out, uh, blows out the um, Coastal Bend Legion, 50-burger to zero. Uh, the Ravens continue their dominance, 61-8 to eight over River City. River City did have a great matchup against uh, Harlingen Hive the week before, but uh, the Ravens are not Harlingen Hive, and that's what the reflection is there. Uh, they are not the Hive by a long shot. Um, and, no, we're not surprised. Uh, we, we talked about it, uh, you know, last week going into it. We, we expected that, you know, that it was going to be a tough climb, and it was apparently tougher than either uh, either team thought. And we I, I don't think we need to, you know, delve into much detail, uh, you know, a zero on the board on one team, eight on the other. I, that I mean, what what more can you say? So it's going to be a clash of champions here. Uh, former champions, uh, Legacy, uh, San Antonio Texas Legacy, taking on the uh, multi-talented and uh, you know a lot of uh, playmakers from the uh, former LFL on the Austin Raven squad. So it's going to be a real clash. A lot of the players mm-hmm. on the Raven squad are protege of the coach of the San Antonio, Texas legacy, Gibby. So here it is. We're now former players schooled by him now going up, you know, up against him. So uh, the IWFA championship for 2020 in COVID state, we'll see San Antonio legacy versus Austin Ravens. We're going to talk to Terrence Haywood. who will be in the house here in a couple minutes on everything that's happening in the IWFA 2020 season. Plus the anticipation of eight-on-eight eight intense ball, arena style. Uh, me and Nate are just 
oh my god, we're so giddy about that. What, what what's it going to look like, right? What is it going to be right. like? How fast pace? What kind of excitement is it going to be? I mean, it's just uh, I mean, we're we're there. So we're going to talk to Terrence right here in a couple minutes on the in the No Joke Football Huddle sponsored by Zazzle.com. Zazzle's been our sponsor for over 8 years. Check it out, zazzle.com for slash Grand Beauties. Get your stuff, get your tanks, leggings, everything else. And don't forget to check out our Instagram at No Joke Football Instagram. You got the most talented athletes on the planet sporting our stuff. Um, you know, the Phenom, Emma Diaz, the uh, veteran and pioneer, Lauren Evans, Debs Rodriguez in Mexico, Alicia Patsky, who just got her uh, sh- shoot by the talented Alejandro Gomez. Thank you, Alejandro, for doing an awesome job on the shoot. Uh, the uh, talented Ellie Mazzola, uh, Lexi DeMeo, Stacy Jackman, and the uh, multi-time champion Dorian Bridges. So check it out at No Joke Football on Instagram. Check it out there. All right. Um, the other news that was happening was obviously in Finland, Nate, and we'll jump in there. Maple League finishes the season. Uh, we had talked about Wolverine Gold taking on, you know, Hopefully the Saints, right? The Saints. We anticipated the Saints were not going to be the same, right? And uh, we thought we thought the Gold was going to, you know, just do their business, right, and run into this uh, playoff final mode. And that's not the case. Tampere Saints come in and they play tough defensively. They shut them down and they edge the champions, fourteen to zero, puts them in the top seed going into the into the uh, finals weekend in Maple League. So what a shocker for all of us, right? We just thought we were just going to hand it over to the Gold and. The Saints stand up. The, speechless comes to mind. Uh, you know, we saw the the old adage of you know any team going on any given day in in, in real time. I, I whoo, that was. Um, that Max was a not here, Nate. Max not here, but she would have <laughs> right. probably been shocked too because she, she's a big Wolverine supporter and she thought there was going to be. You know, no problem. But uh, I don't know what happened. Tampere just came in. Maybe they listened to us, and they got a little annoyed, and they said, let's show you. Let's show you. Maybe so. And so, uh, you know, so Gold Falls, they're still in the playoff for the finals. You know, in, in other words, they're still in the playoff berth. Um, the surprising uh, team uh, of that was the Saints. So they go into feeling really good going into this, uh, you know, one versus three and two versus four or whatever. And the scenario is going to be right there where all these teams are going to meet up again in a serious matter to go to the finals. Uh, tro- the Turku tr- Trojans, who had difficulty with Wolverine, they go ahead and just blast out 49-6 against West Coast Phoenix. West Coast Phoenix has not had a good season, unfortunately. And uh, mm-hmm. so Turku just needed the win. They cannot slide. So they go into this setting here where they're 1-2-3. and three. Uh, Those teams is going to really stand out. So... Maple League, August 22nd, semifinals. We're looking at Tampere off that big win, um, coming off that big win, going up against West Coast Phoenix. So if they beat West Coast, which I'm assuming they will, given their feel-good moment, now it is uh, Wolverines versus Trojans, which is the classic matchup that we wanted. So it's going to be uh, Leah Kozla taking on uh, Janika Kinlander. Wolverine Gold really needs this win against Turku. Turku would love to put another loss in that, and that would give the Gold two losses in back-to-back and out of the playoff finals appearance. Big game. A huge game. I mean, wouldn't that be something? Back, back-to-back losses. Could you? I mean, who who had that in 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 their 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 preseason outlook? I don't think anybody did. And now here's no. the possibility. And if you want to. If you want to know why, I mean, look at Turku. Turku's been chasing them. The last time they played them in week two, they lost by 14-0, yeah. to zero. Like, just like Saints beat them. So, uh, I mean, it's starting to look like maybe the gold is not going to make it to the finals. It might be a Turku versus Tampiri, which would be a different scene. Um, get the details at sajl.fi at the hub. You get the round preview there as well. Forward to this weekend uh, in terms of that. So, We'll dive into um, the Finland Division One um, scope of things right after Terrence. We have the interview with Terrence Haywood here uh, in terms of the mm-hmm. IWFA, and then we'll also dive into a little bit of college football and NFL news before we get out of here. So let's go into the huddle and let's bring in the uh, 
co-founder of the IWFA, and, and let's bring him in right now in a second here. The worst. Expect greatness. Expect greatness. From our preparation, to the way we perform, to the way we stand, expect greatness. Expect it from yourself. Expect it from your teammates. Expect it from this team. We fall. We kill. We eat. Yes, sir. Hey, energy, emotion, play fast. All right, let's bring in uh, Terrence Haywood and Terrence Expect Greatness. This has been a playoff run of playoff runs in the IWFA, and this weekend was no different. Uh, Austin Ready, uh, Legacy Ready. The last time we spoke to you, this was your prediction. We are here now. Hey, yeah, that was my prediction, and we are here. Uh, it was, it's been a long road to get here, trust me. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, in my mind right now, I felt the two best teams at this time in the league are now meeting for the championship game. So, Terrence, uh, you gave us the scope of the history between some of these players and, on both organizations, and uh, Coach Gibby probably no stranger to what Michelle Marshall, Lilani Lopez can do, right? So, or and every other Raven that's on that squad. Well, I mean, a lot of the ladies, uh, some of the ladies just played for Coach Gibby before. Some of them haven't, uh, but a lot of them know each other. They played together on different teams or played together some some way, scope, or form on different teams. So uh, a lot of them are from Texas, of course, and uh, so they know each other very well. They know their tendencies. They know what each one of them do well, which each which ones uh, do certain things well, who doesn't. So it's going to be a, it's going to be one of those games where the coaching is going to come. It's going to come down to coaching and execution, and who's better prepared. Terrence, uh, were you surprised at the the big scoring on both sides? Um, Coastal Bend started off the the season really hot, and then they kind of fizzled out. I don't know if they just met a better quality competition, but uh, they started off pretty good at the beginning of the season, and now they kind of fizzled out, and they've getting shut out on 50-0 to zero by the legacy. And then you jump over River City with that good win against Harledge and Hive. Uh, coming in here, we thought they were going to put up a better fight, but Overall, you know, the Ravens just 61 to 8. So the matchup is what we're at. But overall, uh, Legion much improved from last year when they came in with really good intentions. And all of a sudden, they just run into some roadblocks with the better teams. And River City really much improved from last year, too, uh, a lot better competitively. Well, River City, this is their first year in our league. So this is their inaugural season. So uh, they just slowly got better as the year progressed. And I'm I'm very proud of what uh, London and her coaching staff did there to bring their organization together and get them where they, where they made it. Um, you know, uh, the Legion, the Legion has been in our league for a while. Uh, and this year they came out, like I said, uh, with a different fire. And a lot of those ladies jailed together and they made a good run um, towards, you know, until they got the playoffs and they hit, hit a couple of stumbling blocks there. But that doesn't take away from the ladies themselves. I think, you know, of course, I'm not saying it would have made a big difference. They had a couple of key injuries, you know, but I don't I don't think it would have made a difference in the outcome. But, when you know, that's part of football. Every, all your best players are not always going to be healthy all the time. So, uh, therefore, you know, next player up. And that's all part of the learning process of building a team. So, um, Terrence, I uh- – I, I, how matchup-wise are these two teams in the finals? Are they pretty evenly matched up in terms of speed and durability, in terms of uh, adjustments and things like that? Are they pretty uh, even at this point in terms of the legacy and the Ravens? Uh, it depends on the positions. You know, both teams have some speed. On, both teams have speed. Both teams have power. Both teams have uh, smart quarterbacks. Uh, both teams are uh, coached excellent. Um, across the board, I, as far as the line, um, I'll get a slight edge maybe to Austin, uh, but not by much. Um, you know, other than that, 
those they seems about as equally matched as you can get right now. You know, playmakers on both teams. Uh, what are some playmakers on the legacy that we haven't heard about? Because we already know Lopez and Marshall on the other side, as well as Bills and everybody else. But who are the on the legacy side? You would say our fans need to kind of keep an eye on this uh, mm-hmm. during this final that we're going up against Legacy and Ravens. I mean, you, of course, you could, uh, I mean, we know Megan Martinez, their quarterback, is, is a playmaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Melissa Romero is a, is a playmaker. Chris Daniels is a playmaker. So you have those different type of ladies right there. Um, Amanda Alvarado, she's a playmaker. They've been in our league for a long time. All these ladies are no stranger to the competition that they're about to face. So, Aaron, um, how proud are you of both organizations as as you know as the head of the IWFA? This is this is your branding, right? This is what's going on on the field. Uh, so, how proud are you of the you know the competition, the level of play, all that stuff? Because this is a representation of what you guys have put the you know the work in. I mean, I, I'm proud of the teams, all the teams, even the teams you know that didn't make it to the championship because especially this year. With all that we've gone through, the Hive, the uh, like I said, the Warriors, the um, the Legion, we had the Sharks. We have a lot of teams in in the COVID time. Uh, some of the adjustments that teams had to make due to you know COVID and play on the road the whole time and everything. I just think it was just a great job done by all teams uh, in this league to get to this ultimate point, you know, of a championship, especially this year. So. Um, you know, we're pretty proud of all of them. And, you know, and now we have a great championship game lined up. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, I want to thank uh, Ralph um, Arvison. Ralph Arvison has been covering uh, all season. Really, really appreciate the fact that he's out there and even on the still action photos, an, an awesome job of all the game day action that's happening right. and that was happening at the Round Rock Multipurpose Complex. So, um, you know, we got to give a shout-out. Uh, to the talented Ralph Arverson, who's done a great job all season. Yes, he's done a great job all season of getting photos and everything of the games. And, I mean, great shots, too, you could tell. Also, F2 imaging, imagery, uh, he's been doing all the shots for the Warriors games, and he did some of the videos for uh, this last the semifinals. Both of those two gentlemen do an excellent job with uh, video, with getting video uh, photos and videos of the games. We couldn't make it. It couldn't look as good as it did without them. So, you know, it takes a, a lot of volunteers, a lot of passionate fans that dive into a certain branding. And, uh, uh, you know, we got to give a shout-out to both of them because they're the ones that are making you guys stand out in, in visual mode, which is on social media as well. And it makes the product, obviously, more interesting for the average fan that wants to dive in that doesn't know about the IWFA, that is probably in nearby Texas and wants to come out and watch a game and things like that. So, you know, shout out to both of them for doing it. Uh, they're laboring. Yeah, they do a great job. All right, Terrence, uh, everybody's excited for this I-8, as you would call it, or is it the intense eight-on-eight? Eight? I don't know what the brand's going to be called, but uh, we're we're going into exhibition tour mode, I guess, if that's what you want to call it for the next season. Um, should Mit- Mitchell Mortaza be worried? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, um, we've been playing all these years while Mitchell's been playing. Also, uh, so you know, we're just we're just finally taking it to the, you know, getting to the same playing field basically that he is, to as, as best as we can. We're starting off slow, of course, um, getting all the details worked out, and once we have everything. Uh, put together like we think it should happen. Then, we, like I said, we pulled the trigger. So now it's about ex- as far as us as a league, it's about execution. So that's what we're going to try to do here. Terrence, uh, the concept becomes more interesting to fans. Uh, you guys are diving into X League markets, which fans are used to seeing type of arena style female play. Um, are you think the thing the fans are going to be? Uh, kind of wowed in terms of why it's different than maybe what they used to see in, like, LFL in the previous seasons? I mean, the game itself is not going to be that different. Let's be honest. Those ladies in the LFL are uh, are the extreme league that it's called now. Uh, 
excellent athletes, all of them. They all play. And I think we have the same caliber of athletes uh, that we're going to be dealing with also. And so, the, you know, at the end of the day, when you get down on the field, it's X's and O's. We're playing football. And so I think what you're going to see on from us is what if anybody has watched us, it's, we, it's all about, you know, it's the game is what it's about first. You know, the talent playing football, you know, and everything else comes secondary to the talent on the field. We take the game that seriously. Uh, Terrence, you had Ms. Uh, Michelle Marshall in here. She was telling me one of the difference would have be, would be at this point that you're not uh, neglecting any body type. Where in X League, there is a situation where a body type should you know will not play in terms of a line structure. So the the fast pace of the game could be slower in the intense league, but the impact of the game probably could be way better since it's more full kitted and everything else. Well, what we're focusing on. <clears throat> the coaches that will be running the organizations, I mean, they're taking the top-tier athletes. That's what they're focusing on. So, and you know and I know uh, athletes come in many shapes and forms. It's not just mm-hmm. a certain body type that makes an athlete. So, and we've always understood that. I don't see that being any different uh, as far as, you know, except with that, with this league, it's going to be, it's going to be a tougher make. It's not going to be as easy to, to make these teams. You know, because it's not taking as many ladies on each team, of course. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to behoove every lady to get in the best possible shape they can, and ex and be ready to execute in order to make the make the team. Terrence, rostering wise, are we looking at X League roster? Twenty two girls on the roster, twenty five. Is there a minimum that you guys are thinking of at this point going into this new venture? I don't have all the details on that at this point. Um, my partners are kind of spearheading this that part. I'm trying to finish out the mm-hmm. regular season. So they've been focusing more on it than I have at this point in time. I got to play catch up when the season is over, basically. So, uh, but I, so if I'm going to have to get the juice man and rod in here. Is that what I need to do? Hey, Just to provide some yeah, information? Yeah, to get, to get the details on everything while I do my homework once I get through with this season. But uh, sure. I do believe – the the target point is probably about uh, eighteen young ladies, if I'm not mistaken, uh, around okay. that point. Um, but it could be more. You know, you have you know, as far as travel squad, you're gonna have a travel squad, and you're gonna have other ladies that are still trying to make the team. You know, just like just like with X League, it's it's no different. Uh, Mitch doesn't take the whole team; he travels so many. You know, right, so right. Uh, it's gonna be which one makes, of those types of things, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so maybe a roster of 25, which is usually ideal because if you're if you're playing at least 14, right, there's opportunity for injuries, and you got to take that into account every game too. Uh, the opportunity where you're you're going to need somebody to step up, you know. So you might you might take 18 as to your point, you know, 14 starting, but four reserves as an example. All right. Um, a lot of a lot of people are excited that you're going into, uh, including ourselves, when we heard the announcement. Uh, you were pretty bold to say, here's where we're going, and these are the markets where we're going. And so for me and Nate, and we'll bring in Nate here now, uh, for Nate, it was like, uh, you're going into every X-League market, right, Nate? Absolutely. I was stunned and excited at the same time. (laughs) Well, it it does make sense, doesn't it? Those are the markets where you have ladies that are ready to play. Right? Absolutely. It makes complete sense. Yeah, so you would want to start in the areas where there are ladies that are already familiar with football, play football, and want to continue playing football to give them an alternative. So it, it made it made sense to look at those markets. Because at the end of the day, one of the main things we want to focus on is also getting good coaching for these teams and making sure uh, they're being coached the right way. And uh, like you said, have a great product on the field and the ladies to play at their level. So in terms of starting out slow, you mentioned starting out slow with it. Um, does that include um, even if there is a good success, kind of keeping it to just a certain amount of teams for now, or is expansion a consideration if you guys do successfully enough early on enough? I mean, for right now, we're going to start with what we have. And, of course, if if what we have starts off great, 
and we have uh, teams like like we're predicting, and and it goes great. Of course, if as more ladies show interest and more cities show interest, um, there's no problem with expanding as long as we can make make the logistics work right for everyone to to make it make the product look good on the field and make sure the games are played like they're supposed to. No problem. So that would be eventually the goal. Because yeah, I'm ready up here in Seattle. I'm I'm excited yeah. as they come. Oh, you ready in Seattle, huh? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so so what well, we we're excited about it. Um, like I said, um it's a lot of work. So it's a lot of logistics that we have to do. So uh we we're we're really having to get on it. I mean, like when this season is over, I mean, like I said, I'm already behind. I got to go play catch up real fast. Is there any uh, pressure Karen? at all knowing that? Oh. Go, ahead, go ahead, Nate. No, go ahead. Oh. Finish up. I was going to say, is there any, um, is there any pressure at all knowing that the, the, the league that you're kind of going next to has been around for as long as it has and has had sort of that head start? Or are you guys just not worrying about that and just playing your own game? No, we're not worried about that. We we do what we do best. We try to – we try – our goals as, a, as an organization is to try to make the best steps for our organization and try to execute what our plan is and, and make it come to fruition. And uh, – Listen to the ladies. Also, on top of that, um, to make sure that they're happy. And I think that we've been most fortunate in our league. That I think is that a lot of the ladies that play in our league that also play in other leagues too. But a lot of them always give us good feedback on what they like or what they dislike, and we do try to take it to heart. Uh, and they know that we really try to do what we set out to do. You know, I, I like that. I like that a lot. Thank you. You know, a lot of people didn't think we would go to Mexico. Oscar, we went. You know, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. we 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 just look at it. We're going to play football. You know, let's make it happen, and that's what we do. Sweet, Terrence. So uh, the eleven concept for Vegas. Uh, were you pried into it, or did you call them and say, "Let's do this"? I mean, it's, it's coming up on August twenty ninth. Uh, I know this Sin City Trojans with our uh, girl there, Lexi DeMeo, she takes up on any challenge, and this is it. So you guys are just, hey, let's do it. Once, once again, Oscar, you know, sometimes I'll find out later. But uh, my partners are always busy, and they were busy. Uh, when they told me what was going on, I guess they, they, the coaches had spoken and with the Ravens and with them and, and worked it out, and then they informed me about it, and I thought it was an excellent idea. And, and like we've always said, we we don't care. We'll go play anybody anywhere. 11, it's exciting, eight. you know, Terrence? The, the, yeah, way, so. the way it's gone out, I know the Trojans, the ownership there, they were the ones that just said, hey, we're going to play football this year no matter whether we don't play in the WFA or not. It's kind of an independent type mentality because their, uh, their players wanted to play football. You know, they wanted to make an actual season of some sort just to play football, whether it would be something for yeah. a prize or not. They just wanted to compete. Right. So this this really puts you out there in a lot of realms. Uh, if you think about it, the last time we, we talked about it, we had no IA concept, right? We're just trying to go through COVID. Uh, I mean, this now is, you know, you're throwing out a team out to Vegas. I really think it's not necessarily that. It might be just the – the fact that Vegas is open now and these girls probably just need to get out to both sides and stuff like that and just football is an add-on? <laughs> no, no. Football was the priority. <laughs> this trip is uh, – the football game uh, is the priority. Is this business, Terrence, or Vegas. is this more like just for happy, happy times out there? Uh, no, no. Hey, I'll have happy times after the game. <laughs> Ho- hopefully we have a victory, hopefully. And um, I have confidence in my ladies. Of this organization, but you know, then I'll be happy time. Till then, it's business. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. You know. uh, I got a lot of the uh, Trojan players that are really excited to to see you guys out there. And I know a lot of your players that are gonna go there. They're really excited to see competition that way too. And and it's gonna be a challenge, right? Because you're playing 
eight-man ball, but now you're going to have to shift to an 11 style. So it's a little bit of a challenge in some ways. Yes, shift to 11 style, 100-yard field, you know, the mm-hmm. football. You know, um, you know the our 8-on-8 eight eight is a fast pace, um, but like you can say 11-on-11 is sometimes a little bit of a slower pace. It just depends mm-hmm. on what type of team you're putting on the field. So it's going to be real interesting to see how a lot of these ladies that, that are on these teams, on the Austin team, have played 11-on-11. 11 11, so they're, they're no strangers to 11-on. 11, 11 so that part shouldn't be a big deal. So we're going to see what happens. Uh, Nate, uh, when you heard about the um, I-8, uh, I know it came across you and everything else, but, I mean, this is just uh, another level of intensity in a lot of ways, and we're going to see a different version of what we thought the LFL would look like. And I think Terrence and his group here are trying to make it happen to the point where well, this is, this could have been, if done right, could have probably been an LFL brand. Oh, very easily could have been. And, I mean, you, you look at, um, you know, if you just look at the, um, the I-11, I mean, the, there's a good example right there of exactly the caliber we can expect at a higher pace on a smaller field with more, with more action. Um, and, you know, based upon everything that I've, that I've heard here, you know, the fact that it's not seen as competition, it's just seen as, you know, we're giving people another option. We're going to let it grow at its own pace and we're going to do what we do. That's what I like to see. And that's what I like to hear. And I'm ready to see the product on the field. I mean, if I've worked with a couple of, uh, um, team from the the 11 so it'll be exciting um to see what they can offer on eight versus eight because i mean to to focus on you and do you that that is a huge a huge step in growing and uh i'm i'm overall ready i i've been impressed with everything i've heard so far uh in this this interview and i'm i'm very very excited i'm very happy um to have this information terrence uh the exhibition tour is uh, every at pretty much every former LFL market. Um, I think a lot of fans will dive into an arena setting. It's going to be a different – it's kind of like when you bring something new into town. Uh, you know, we're hoping COVID's over with and these mandates and guidelines are lessened and things go back to what, you know, we were doing in 2019, per se. Um, and so if it does, I mean, uh, the excitement for your branding – is really going to be kind of a, a new thing in each market and go, who, what is this? Right. It's kind of like when the circus comes to town, it's like a brand new thing. What, what is this? Right. So you could get enough, enough interest to where, you know, each market may be uh, to Nate's point, there could be a, a couple markets that are going to be so well for you that you, you know, in terms of individual franchises. True. True. So we'll see where it goes from there. Yeah. The branding, um, if everything goes as expected or as we hope it does, yes, it's going to open up a whole lot of new doors for us and in, uh, ex- in, in expansion and growth. We're going to have to be we're going to be busier than ever. You know, I mean, come on, Oscar, I'm going to have to go look for a new logo. I, it's, a, it's a whole lot of things that's going to start happening, and and you know, but we're excited about the challenge of that happening if it goes that direction, and we look forward to it and we, we'll meet it head on. And at the end of the day. As long as the ladies are having fun, as long as the game is is a quality game, and the fans like what they see, then then we know we're doing our job, and that's our that's our ultimate goal. Terrence, ownership in your league. Uh, we talked to Michelle. A lot of a lot of these uh, girls are going to retiring at thirty. You know, moving on to something else. They still want to be part of the game. Some of these some of these girls might eventually get to be you know franchise owners in the IWFA per se. Uh, because of the fact that what they've done in the past, played their, on the field and also been involved with the sports for so long. So the transition there, female ownership in your league, is probably going to be pretty positive and great in some instances. Uh, Oscar, we've had female ownership in our league since its existence. A lot of people mm-hmm. don't know that. We've mm-hmm. always had that's what female owners in our league. Yeah, that's, that's something that we've always had since our very first year, female owners, uh, female coaches. Um, you know, that was always integrated in our league. 
uh, and, and hopefully it will always stay and not do nothing but grow. That's what we want. The ladies that do, like a lot of these ladies that eventually will retire and stop playing with the football knowledge that they have, we want them to come back on board, be owners, be coaches, you know, get involved in the in the running of these teams and things of that nature. That's what we look – that's the only way it's going to continue to grow and get toward the level where we want it to be. And the mindset is still different, right, uh, Terrence? When you have that incorporation, the inclusion of the women into the ball game, um, you are taking away a different type of mentality that was man-driven before on a traditional sense, and now it's an incorporation of the football with talented athletes, you know, women that have played the game, and obviously, to your point, at some point here will be teachers of the game, which is a totally different mindset than a traditional football field where you find more of a male-dominated type of status. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, let's be honest, football has been a male-dominated sport. Uh, a lot of the knowledge that a lot of these ladies are getting is coming from male coaches that have played at higher levels. Um, we look at it as the point where as the women get to, you know, football IQ is football IQ. Whether you're a man or whether you're a woman, it doesn't matter. Everybody's capable of learning football if you put the time and dedication into it. You're going to get out of it what you put into it. So we're just making sure that our barriers, we don't have any barriers holding any ladies back that want to exceed, excel to that level. If you're going to put the work in and the knowledge and you want to get to this level and coach or own and do, it's our job to have a lead that makes it capable for you to do that. And that's what it is. Well, you know, Terrence, uh, a lot of people view certain individuals in history in terms of sports or leagues uh, between yourself and Rod and, and Juice, you're going to go down in the history books as these pioneers that obviously put together some sort of a great status of a league where everybody was included, including the elevation of female athletes to a higher level in sport and also the incorporation of these players within the realm of ownership and everything else. So, you know, kudos to you guys for, you know, look, that's the vision. Kudos to you guys for making that happen. Uh, thank you, Oscar. I really appreciate that, and my partners appreciate that too. Like I said, we we just trying to play football how we grew up playing football, how we know to play football. Of course, Rod and OJ played at higher levels than a lot of people, so you know they understand the concept of football in more depth than a lot of people do. Coach Gibby is one of the great coaches in our league that knows football very well. High school football coach, been playing football all his life, taught a lot. A lot of the ladies in our league came through Gibby's. Uh, tutelage. So with coaches like that in this league and Fidel down in the Valley, one of our coaches down there that's been with us from the beginning, they've been in this women's football for a long time, even longer than myself personally. So I'm just happy that they're all still on board and believe in what we do and choose to rock with us and try to make it happen. Um, Terrence, this uh, I-8 concept, is this going to be an all-star type team concept, you know, all-stars versus all-stars, like an East versus West team type mentality? Uh, like you said, they're going to be tryouts and everything else. So is this more of a two-team concept for each market, just as a test trial to see if, you know, there is real interest in, in those markets? Right. We're going to test the markets as far as, like, of course, we you know, in Texas, we know a lot of the ladies that play here, and we know – Based on the amount of ladies we know that, that play and the talent level that we've seen, we figure that two teams starting in Texas can be made, and there shouldn't be too much of an issue with that. And then, like I said, there's other markets that are strategically picked to do to, to have teams there. We know there's talented ladies in those markets already to make a team. And then uh, working closely with the coaches that are going to be coaching in those markets, then we'll, we'll look at where expansion goes from there. You know, so that's why we did it like we did. And now we're talking arena, right? We're talking you're going to be in an actual arena, just like uh, former LFL games were put in for the for the games? I don't have the full concept of that. I would hope so if they're okay. available. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the whole main thing. But you know, and I know okay. a lot of times it's hard to get arenas. But we should sure. be able to, to – we're working to get arenas that's what we would like. That's the ultimate goal. That's what the ladies, that's where we want to be. But uh, mm-hmm. ultimately, I want to get the talent and the, and the ladies out on the field and playing ball. Uh, Terrence, I really appreciate you coming on. I know it's a 
last-minute requests, and I really appreciate you uh, making the time for us and everything else. So uh, anticipation for this weekend's championship uh, game, it's going to be Legacy versus Raven. Uh, this is probably the two elite teams in your league, um, a clash of both sides, right? Very knowledgeable elite players on both <laughs> squads. It uh, should be a, a, a juggernaut of an event. Uh, we might see a, what, defensive battle at some point, too, or are we going to have a high-scoring affair? I mean, what's your crystal ball uh, telling us for us fans here? Uh, it's, it's definitely going to be some scoring. <laughs> uh, uh, it's going to be – I don't know if it's going to be, uh, you know, no 70 points, 60 point scoring, but it's definitely going to be some scoring in that game. It's going to be some defense played. Uh, you know, I have to go sit down and, and look at my crystal ball. As you know, uh, Juice and I do our show. Have to come up with our mm-hmm. predictions, and I haven't predict I haven't predicted who I think going to win at this point. I have to do my homework. So, uh, but I think it's going to be a mid-level scoring game uh, in the forties and in, 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 in the forties in the forties realm. Um, and I got to see who I think is going to come out on top. I think well, it's going to be within, for, uh, the game is going to be Marshall kissing, kissing another points. trophy. I, I think it would be – that's what we're anticipating, I guess. Marshall kissing another trophy. Just adding on to that picture. But that's oh, our anticipation. Well, I, I can't say that. I'm the league. I don't care who kisses the trophy. My job <laughs> is to, to show up with the trophy. In fact, Oscar, the trophy is sitting right here beside <laughs> me right now, to be honest with you. Look, look, look so, at Nate. He was really quick, really quick to jump on that and go. I'm sorry, I cannot make that call. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't do. I, as a league, I am totally neutral. I don't care either. Either the Ravens will get another trophy, or Coach Gibby will have four sitting in his house. We will see. Somebody's gonna be kiss. Somebody somebody's gonna be kissing that trophy. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> somebody's gonna be kissing hey, that trophy so, at the end. Hey, somebody's going to kiss the trophy. Uh, we'll see. We'll take pictures of who's ever kissing the trophy. So. All right. I know Ralph's going to do a great job uh, taking that, the spectacles and everything else. So, shout out, Ralph, if you're there. Uh, make sure we get a picture of that kissing of the trophy, whoever it is at this point. Um, but it's going to be a great event uh, this weekend. And then we're looking towards the event in Vegas, the 29th, the IWFA All-Stars taking on the Sin City Trojans. So uh, we're going to be anticipating that matchup, too. So a lot of things in the IWFA happening, and that's why we're bringing you on here to kind of give us the scope of what's going on. And, uh, you know, like I said, hats off to you guys for making such a great brand product to your athletes out there and obviously the ownerships that are involved to make that product on the field stand out. Well, we sure appreciate it because I'm, I'm going to tell you, after this is over, I'm tired, Oscar. I need, I need a vacation. So, vacation, I'm, I'm, parents. We we got yeah, we got intense eight on eight coming. You you don't get vacation. I know. That's why I said I need one. I can't. I can't. I don't have time to get one. So it's we gotta, always we're always going to go. This rod and juice man, man. This this insider stuff. Not giving you the heads up. Here you're anticipating vacation, and these guys are anticipating another wave. It's like, what are they doing yeah, here? Got another wave. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, maybe I better, like you said, maybe in Vegas. Hopefully, I can take a little time a day or two to recoup. I know you will. It's not hopefully. I know you will. The moment you land in Vegas, it's not I, I can't. <laughs> you will. <laughs> uh, I know I will. I, I, look, I, look uh, I know it. I will. I know I will. <laughs> it will be. It will be some fluid. Fluids for sure. Uh, so that's usually yes. how it works in Vegas. So. All right. Yes, so I'm looking. Parents are really appreciate coming on making the time for us. I really thank you for uh, all your time. And then uh, uh, success, once again, uh, we got the championship comp- happening here this weekend. Then we're heading to Vegas with the group there. So uh, the next couple weeks here, we're going to be talking IWFA. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, you will. I sure appreciate the time and the love that your organization and the show gives us. Uh, everyone, you know, all the fans that are now coming on board, and we're seeing our numbers rise as far as people paying attention to what we're doing. And as long as the ladies are getting that type of publicity and able to see what the ladies are doing out there, you know, we're happy. Now, you know what, Terrence? Uh, there's no excuse for uh, excellent talent, and you guys have amazing uh, ballers. What did I say before when you are here, right? These Texas girls are kicking ass, and they're just 
balling out. And, uh, I mean, we got to showcase that. We have to spotlight that. We have to bring that attention. And uh, the IWFA is really good ball. No joke football. There you go. We'll just put it out there. Uh, Texas IWFA, no joke football. So check it out. Okay. Well, for sure, Oscar. I appreciate it. Have a great night. Okay. Y'all have a good one. Okay. You do the same. Thank you for having me. All right, Nate, there you go. Um, it doesn't get any better than that, don't you think? It doesn't get any better than that. IWFA weekend, the final, and then all of a sudden the girls are getting a little R&R to go to Vegas and another football game. So, I mean, God, if you're in the IWFA, this is awesome. You're doing pretty good for yourself. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'd take that any day. You get a trip, and then, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure the fluids are going to be flowing. I mean, the the girls know how to put fluids in. And girls aren't going to Vegas without drinking anything. Oh, they, they're going to go there and drink. You know what I mean? They're not stand still. No, no. So you know, shout out again to Ralph uh, Arvison and then uh, F2 Imagery for doing a fantastic job capturing everything else. You guys can get the lowdown of what's happening in the IWFA weekly, uh, in season, out of season. And you go to the place that it needs to be, the hub, at the hub, at facebook.com uh, forward slash gridiron beauty. So, uh, Nate, I don't even know what – people don't even go to the hub. They go to the hub. I mean, we're at, what, 80-something, yeah. 8,000? we got to get to 10,000. we got to just get to 10. So just invite your friends to the hub, share a post, do what you got to do. But the best network on the planet covering women's American football, it is us at the hub. So go there now. Go to the hub. Do it. Just do it. Oh my God. All right. Um so let's let's check out the other action that before we leave out of here and then talk some NFL here a couple minutes here. Um the news came out of the uh Washington football team, Nate. Uh it was Jason uh I believe it's Jason Wright, former seven year running back with various teams in the NFL, uh first black president for any NFL team. And so uh, is, I mean, at this point, Washington is a, a little bit of a hotbed. And he said it on Good, Good Morning America. He's got a lot of things to work with, right? He's got a, internal football operations outside of issues, mm-hmm. the logo, the whole makeup. I mean, man, I, I, I figure his interview had to have been like, I really want this job, which he knows he wants it. And he's obviously deserving of it because he's qualified for it. But, man, does he have a lot of work to do ahead uh, going forward, in other words? Well, it's certainly a step in the right direction. I mean, you know, obviously any other given time, it'd be incredible news. You know, first uh, black team president. But, you know, there's going to be people out there that are going to say, you know, it's just for the publicity and trying to get back in good graces people after everything that's happened. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll put that at the top of the list. But then, you know, they've done the right thing about getting new ownership and, you know, putting the shovel down. Now it's just a matter of, you know, what else can we do to climb out and continue to get out of this ditch we've made for ourselves? Because yeah, it, <laughs> it only got worse and worse before it started getting better. If it had just, you know, started as a minor problem, be fine. Then he might have something to work with. It's, I, I would almost have to say that even if there are players there right now, he is starting from the ground up. There's no way around it. This isn't just a new name. This is a whole new team because of everything that's happened. So it's going to have to change dynamics. You have to change attitudes. Going to have to change game plan. It. it <laughs> woo, I, I don't envy him right now. I really don't. I mean, you think about, like, the process, right, the way it's going. I mean, you've got Rivera in place, which you should be somewhat happy that you have a good, you know, veteran coach. You don't have a a brand-new coach out of college, brand-new, right? So there's stability there in the football operations, which is a good thing. Uh, The ownership has taken some steps to go through a third-party mentality to bring in an independent, uh, you know, source to obviously take care of the internal issues or concerns that – were arise. So that's a good sign. Then we put, you know, Jason on top of the football operations, which is a knowledgeable football athlete, uh, good business uh, IQ as well from what I've read so far from every, every source. So on top of all that, um, 
So the maneuvering shouldn't be that hard. You have an established long-term franchise. Now, like to your point, maybe a little tweaking here and there and get us back on there. Uh, hopefully we put a, a, you know, an actual logo, find what it's going to be going forward. Uh, but, yeah, limbo is the mode right now in Washington for this season. So um, it looks like everybody's somewhat happy and excited to what they're going to do. And obviously bringing on Jason Wright on board should be a bonus on top of everything that they've tried to establish going forward. Right. Yeah. Uh, Well, I mean, it's all in how it gels. I mean, you've got, it's Mm -hmm. kind of like that that jigsaw puzzle where you get to a certain point and then all of a sudden you're looking at pieces going, where exactly do they fit? Are they even part of this puzzle? So they they do have a lot of good going for them. You did just point that out, and I appreciate uh, correcting me on them being deeper than, you know, not as deep as I originally thought. But it's just a matter of how will everything connect and how will everything gel together. There's a lot of positivity. They just got well, you know, to Holland's right point time. before Nate, all they can do is go up, right? They got to improve on this. They already hit bottom. That is it's just true. a matter of them re- retooling and going forward, right, and, and restructuring themselves to uh, credibility once again in the East. And, you know, not having a logo, not going to be bad, a bad deal. just depends on what they come up with for next season, too. So that will be another, you know, question mark for now. But, uh, you know, right. shout out to Jason Wright and uh, getting the position for the first uh, black president in the NFL, including the Washington NFL team. So shout out to him. All right, Nate. Uh, the NCAA Absolutely. announced last week that fall championships for each sport will be canceled if more than 50% of the playoff eligible, eligible teams in each sport cancel their seasons. That was uh, from President Mark Embert. That was on Thursday. And, quote, we cannot at this point have fall championships, unquote. It, 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 it is a smart move on their part because I don't think it would be right if you have 50% or less, it just doesn't make sense logistically or in, in a, in a level of sportsmanship. Um, at the same time though, I was pointing this out to somebody the other day, you know, if they were really serious about trying to wrangle and control, cause I understand every other fall sport that happens in D2, D3 football by far, they really honestly think that anybody in D1 football is actually going to listen to them, <laughs> they might want to rethink real quick because they may be the NCAA, but when they had the chance to actually control and set up an environment that was fair to everybody, they they let that ship sail by letting the Power Five conferences have their way. And so, and we're seeing that right now. We're seeing that right now with how the SEC has said, oh, we're continuing, and I think it's the, the Big 12 whatever said that they're going to have their, their seasons anyways. So, I mean, it, it's a good thing across the board if everything were uniform, but we don't have that. And so there's part seriousness and part laughing stock because they didn't do what they should have in the first place to make it look uniform and make it make sense. So the, the concerns are going to be over health, like uh, Holly was saying before in the, uh, the previous podcast, and the well-being of the players and the coaches. That really will alter right. the landscape of the athletics. So uh, COVID – you know, on a regular, you know, you could do testing in some format, right? Like the NFL is going to do. But how do you do that? Like Absolutely. An NCAA level, right? It's huge. You got to collaborate with all the colleges and you got all this other stuff that you got to deal with. So uh, I guess, you know, Emmert or what's his name? Yeah, Emmert. Uh, I guess he feels at this point, you know, let's just move on to the next, to next spring. Uh, we've talked about it in the past where if they move to spring, how will that affect uh, women's tackle football in terms of the fields uh, because they're going to be competing with not just them anymore. They're going to compete with the high schools. They're going to compete with all these other factors included. Um, so I just, you know, how will it affect the WNFC? How will it affect the WFA, the WFLA? Um, how all of that's going to take into account if all these, you know, the college leagues move over, some of the pro leagues start to, you know, move sway over to the, to the spring as an example. Um, just a lot of question marks that we don't know about yet at this point. Oh, and I'll add another question mark in there with, with high school. Because you think about the women's leagues, it's not just college fields they're using, it's high school fields. So how would that affect mm-hmm. 
I mean, it's 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 a whole jumbled mess right now. You know, you don't even have to throw it in a blender. It's already mixed up as it is. Um, and and, and key, you know, women's will football. Be success. How how do they? Key will be how successful can they be in the uh, moving to the spring? It's really what you know. And like you said, it's a broken puzzle now because of the fact that you know certain major uh, leagues are actually going to decide to do something, and then all of a sudden the rest of these leagues are following suit with college football system and they're going okay we're not going to do anything so yeah i'm I'm just concerned for our sport in terms of how it's going to be affected with the momentum that we had previously coming to covid we had great momentum coming in and we have excitement here just we just talked to terrence right so much excitement with the iwfa as well so um just i don't want to call it a bummer yet because if it goes that route we're going to be in conflicting you know avenues and then the audiences get conflicted where there's not enough eyes to what we were doing before. Um, just, just the momentum is going to be a killer. And I just would not like to have a momentum killer coming into uh, 2021 given what we already have here in this year. Yeah. I just, I, you know, like I said, like, well, like you were saying, I don't want to call it a, you know, a bummer yet, but to, just even the thought of it, it puts a bad taste. Yeah, it, it puts a bad taste in your mouth, doesn't it? It just kind it of does. That's it. what I'm saying. It's like, and then you got XFL starting in March, right? And you got the the, the that runs. We don't know if it's going to run March through May or is it going to run into April through August, right? I mean, that also takes away eyes from the women's game. Even though you know the WNFC is working really hard to get themselves on a platform in terms of like you know the visibility platform with U2 America. Then you got WFL 11 sports. We have no idea what the WFLA is going to do in terms of broadcasting because they haven't announced it yet. So um, there's a lot of intangibles here in terms of the women's game, how it's going to play out if all these major sports or, and all that uh, college football moves to that, that same segment area or the same time frame. Oh, it's going to be a cluster. It just is. It, it, it's going to be a car wreck is what it's going to be. Yeah, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. I don't want to no. anticipate that. Um, I know, you know, the WNFC is working really, really hard uh, to get themselves in a position where, you know, their marketing and their visibility and everything else. I know in the background, uh, a lot of the uh, talented players uh, in the league, including the, uh, you know, the heads of the league, I know they're working their butts off to try to make sure that the next season, you know, the the brand stands out. It's visible. It's reachable. It's going to do everything it can. I mean, they're uh, mm-hmm. very good on social media now, weekly. Uh, the ISO Journal featuring our own Mac Mackenzie Brooks. You can check it out on the hub at facebook.com forward slash Grand Beauties. Um, and then the excitement that Terrence Hayward just brought in here, right? The IWFA yeah. coming into oh, yeah. uh, next spring, uh, you know, coming into the fold with the new X League. That's going to be also exciting. WFLA, we have no idea what that's going to look like at this point in in terms of May, uh, we'll anticipate all the news between January and obviously before kickoff. Um, so yeah, but you know, if the major sports kind of overshadow all this, that's not going to be good for us. So hopefully we cross our fingers and things go back to some normality in terms of the, the sports scene. And then they give us back our, our month that we normally concentrate on the sport itself. So, um, so Nate, thanks for coming in today. I really, really appreciate it. I know you're busy and, and doing other sure stuff as well. Uh, Mackenzie could not make it today. Um, apparently, there's issues out there in Iowa with some tornado issues, and hopefully, she's okay and everything's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, she's sheltered well and nothing's happening there. There's a lot of stuff happening uh, across the country. Like, got a bunch of fires burning out here in my coast well in California. So, uh, Mother Nature has a tendency to depend on the month to kind of throw wrinkles and everything. So, uh, just make sure we stay safe and, you know, monitor ourselves that way. But, uh, you know, and Holly's up there busting her butt every week on Zoom and, and doing her thing, too. So a lot of the co-hosts uh, on our show are that contribute to our podcast, you know, they, they got a lot of stuff going on outside of uh, the time that they make here. So we really appreciate their time when they do show up. And I really appreciate the audience for uh, tuning in to us. Uh, we're making ends roads on iHeart, Spotify, and Apple. You can also get, uh, catch us on global, uh, globalwomensportsradio.com. And always right here at the flagship at Block Talk Radio. So thanks again to, for Terrence Haywood to come in here and give us a scope on the IWFA playoff final. 
this coming uh, weekend, Legacy versus Ravens. Then we're going to be diving into the uh, intense eight-on-eight league in terms of news coming down the pipe. So, uh, Nate, just a lot of things happening, including Finland. we got playoffs in Finland, so we'll dive into it. If you miss anything, go to the hub. That's where everybody needs to go, right? Go to the hub. Yep, just go there. Just do it. Don't, don't even second guess it. Just go. All right, Nate, thanks again for coming in. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll catch you here next week if you can make it. Otherwise, uh, we'll catch you here for 335 of the Great Iron Blitz. Check it out on uh, iHeart, Spotify, and Apple. Subscribe. Uh, have a great night, everybody. Hey.